0: I'm Vic Cohen and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen and it's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair quest, quest question. <laughs> well, hello there, yes. It is always a fair question here on Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I just happen to be with, I mean, it's shocking, right? I happen to be Vic Cohen. And this is the show where, well, I'm going to ask just about anything because there is no question that is ever too personal or off limits. And uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, thank you so much. If you haven't, if you're kind of a newer uh, listener or viewer, please subscribe to iTunes and you can catch all the episodes. There's over 60 of them. One of the things I love about this show is that I have had the good fortune of meeting some amazing people here in Los Angeles over my 20-some years living here. And our guest today is no exception. This guy is truly an amazing... He. Please welcome Joey Feldman. I don't know who I'm saying welcome. You got a plot at home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How are you, Joey? Good, man. How are you?
0: I am so excited to have you.
1: I'm excited I, to be here. Thank you. When you agreed
0: to do this, I could I was just thrilled because first of all, you and I haven't really visited in a while and it was a great opportunity for us to have a one-on-one. That we haven't had probably in years.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah.
0: and you have such an incredible story, not only about your professional life, but your personal life. It's so inspiring and it's so exciting that I just had to share you with all of my friends. Well, thank you. So, I'm
1: here to be shared.
0: <laughs> there's plenty of you to go around. Yeah, there is. Now, the first thing I want to say when you were setting up, I looked at you and I was thinking you're kind of like... um a smaller version of Richard Gear, a little bit. Do people ever tell you they see that in your
1: face? Yes, a lot of uh, women have. How, honestly? Yeah, the men, yeah, yeah, 100% honest. And a lot of men have told me, and they've also told me I look like him if he ate a lot of donuts. <laughs> and was a little shorter. Yes.
0: Well, you're a handsome man. Thank you. And Thank you. I understand you've got a lady in your life. I do have a lady in my life, Well, congratulations yes. on that, because when Thank I you. met you, you, had, you had nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: Literally. <Right>. Yes. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a minute. Now, uh... Over the years, the seven years you've been here in L.A. since you arrived in Philly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you've kind of become uh, a name. I mean, your art's really taking off, isn't it?
1: Uh, I would say so, yeah. I I, I definitely have been working. I support myself through my art exclusively. So, yeah. That's I, I, you
0: know. so great to hear. Now, uh, just so everyone, all of you can have an opportunity to see, if you're watching... Uh, I want you to show them some of your art. You brought three pieces with you. Yeah, I brought a couple pieces. Uh, why don't you show them on camera, and sure. I'll describe them to all of you who Let's aren't uh, watching okay. on video. Joey uh, is kind of known for, uh, I would say it's almost like a cartoonish, uh, and that's not a negative, it's the style of a lot of celebrity. And the first one here is Vic Cohen. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's Bowie a David Bowie. Piece. David Bowie, and that was in memory, would you say? I mean, that was after his death?
1: Yeah, that piece was made and then uh, I made prints of it so many a lot of people had asked me to you know because they wanted the piece. I did it just because you know you're a fan a fan of David Bowie and very inspirational and he passed away and I drew him. So people got in touch with me and said, hey, will you make a print of it? Are these limited editions? These are all limited editions.
0: Now, I had a friend once. (laughs) No, let me finish that. That's it. That's all I got to say. No, I had a friend once and he did this thing where he said he was selling stuff. It wasn't an artist, Mm -hmm. but it was limited edition. And I said to him, well, what's the limit? And he laughed and smiled and goes, we don't know. So it was like a con, right? like it could go on forever.
1: Yeah, I do print runs specifically with numbers because I'm a little OCD that always work for me. So I usually do 12 and 12. I do 12 special editions and 12 regular editions. What's
0: the difference between a special and a regular? The
1: regular will usually have some type of hand embellishment. Like with the Bowie, the red, Aladdin sign. So each sign. one is a little different. Yeah. So people that don't want to shell out for an original piece of art, they can get an original hand embellished print. So it's different. Okay, what does that cost? Uh usually about eighty five, hundred bucks. That's pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah. yeah. And is it hand signed? The fr- the Everything signature is, is embossed.
1: It's it, it's embossed with my uh my logo, my emblem. But my don't, don't they want to
0: have your original? and I sign it? Okay, I sign it. So it's an it. original you, you signature. So you always
1: get an original signature on it. That's fresh so on it's that official. print. Not Absolutely. a copy of it. Okay, no that's copy cool. of it. Yeah. Let's
0: see another piece of art.
1: So this is Dave Grohl.
0: Huh? Okay, cool. So for those who don't know Dave Grohl, tell us about him. There might be some who don't.
1: Dave Grohl. Well, if you don't, you've been under a rock. Uh, he was in Nirvana, a little band called Nirvana. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. And now he's in the Foo Fighters, and he's just a cool dude. And, w- is, what and was that was his. Bar- that was his birthday. I woke up and I read the news. It said Dave Grohl's birthday, so I did it. And people said, "Hey, can you do a print?" So I did a print and I sold the print. But who out. are
0: these people? Who are it's these your mom. people? <laughs> it's yeah.
1: Your mom. yeah. No. 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 Uh, Joey, can
0: I, you do Dave for me? I nailed
1: it, right? Okay. Good. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're pretty close, man. Um i spent a lot of time in therapy listening to that. <laughs> Good. Um, Facebook followers, Instagram followers, you know, social media. Usually
0: I do this at the end, but if uh, anyone, any of you watching want want to find you right away, how do they do that?
1: www.joeyfeldman.com.
0: J-O-E-Y-F-E-L-D-M-A-N. Yeah. And
1: okay. then there's a section on the left-hand side that says prints for sale.
0: But like the the David Bowie, you said you sold out in the house. That how sold quickly? out. Uh, it was about 24 hours. And that's 30. it? It's done?
1: That's it. Yeah. Um, I've been asked to do more. Now, the thing with the Bowie thing was, is I also donated some of the money towards the uh, city of hope, which is a cancer research center Okay. because Bowie had passed away from cancer. So that's and, you know, cause there was a couple people out there that said, Oh, you're, you're making some money. There's off always to death, be,
0: It doesn't matter what it is. You can do anything. And yeah. You're going to have someone be critical. I
1: try to put the do not disturb sign off on those people and just do my thing you yeah know, yeah so.
0: meaning you just can't listen to them
1: yeah exactly right yeah. let's see the
0: i know okay. we, we are he's got so many of them and after you show me this one i want to talk about that controversial m&m piece of art you did
1: okay this is this is leonard nimoy
0: i love this i think this is fantastic now if you, you know leonard nimoy recently well he passed away in the last year
1: yeah you can see all of these online. If, if it was pretty fast on there, uh, you know, just real quick though. Online, you know, I work twenty-two by thirty is the size paper I use. So when you see it online, it looks a little bit smaller on your phone. So that's the original. Right tell
0: there. me about the M M&M and M controversy.
1: Uh, years ago, I got asked to do an illustration of M M&M, and M um, for Double uh, XL magazine. What is that? It's a hip-hop magazine. Really?
0: I honestly, I was thinking it's for just fat
1: guys. No, no, no. Who are no, no, no. double XLs. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Big fat <laughs> yeah. pun and all that. Well, anyway, know, like, yeah. so I did this illustration. It was when Eminem's mother was suing him, and he okay. was smacked with a lawsuit. Okay. So I drew a picture of his mom, who supposedly, and I don't know any of this, was sort of like trailer trash. This is what the art director told me. Okay. And I had Eminem in a diaper, and the mother was hitting him with, yeah. a, with an XL. I saw it
0: online. I loved it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So he wound up rapping about it. About I, the piece of art. Yeah. I remember laying in bed on the Marshall Mathers album, and he was talking about double XL, the drawing, and all that stuff. And that was pretty cool. Did he mention you your know? name? Uh, no, not directly, but he talks about the artwork. Have you and met the him? Feud. Uh, I have met him, yeah.
0: Have you ever offered to do any other art for him? And, no. And you we, guys we have we a didn't.
1: connection? We just, we spoke very briefly, but there was no, um, you know. What was the conversation like?
0: Hey, man, what's up? That's it? Yeah. What was the uh, lyric in the song about? Like, what did he say about the piece of art you made?
1: Just, he was like, double XL, double XL. I, I can't remember okay. exactly, but it's on there. A lot of people know it when you start singing it. I'm not a huge Eminem fan, so I didn't even realize. You okay, know?
0: Jeremy, did you have something? About, know something about this? Uh, oh,
1: I was just letting you know I have the uh, artwork on the screen if, oh. if you wanted the viewers to be able to yeah, see it. Yeah, let's
0: do that. Put that up. That's awesome. Jeremy, yeah, that's you're it, right amazing. Right wow, I love that. I love that Jeremy... Jeremy is, uh, this is his studio. He hooked it he up. He gives man. us the, uh, was... the, the, the benefit of working with him. And he's actually turning into an amazing producer too. He just whipped that up. That's great. Thanks, Jeremy. There it is. And uh, you can find out some more history on that online, right? But that's sure. pretty much the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: Now, and how long ago was
1: that? Uh, that was maybe 15 years ago. And then they brought it back. Because it was the number one greatest feud ever that that magazine ever had with a rapper. <laughs> it's the only feud they had. Yeah. No one it. Which was out. good because I got paid again for it. But, oh, that's you know. good. Do
0: you get paid every time it's printed? Every, every time somebody
1: uses it or asks for permission to use it. Now, when
0: I met you seven years ago, you were fresh from Philadelphia. You had a um, pretty wild haircut. You yes. You cut yourself down there. You look like a little more professional. Like a mensch. You do. So, yeah. I would right. take you home to my mother. Okay. I good. mean, I'm straight, but yeah, I you know. understand. Yeah. yeah. Parents love me. I bet they do. Yeah, I I would imagine just everyone else, except the person who said you need to give money to the cancer. (laughs) That guy or lady wasn't so happy. Right. But uh, you came out here with nothing.
1: Uh, Pretty much. Savings
0: seven years ago. I
1: had about four grand. I sold everything I had, um, including all my collectibles, my Wolverine claws, everything, and I was miserable. And uh, my friends and I had talked about coming out to L.A. And and I just, I came out here and visited. And as I was flying in, I said, I got to move out here. This is like my spiritual home.
0: Did, I'm just checking something in my camera. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, I was popping off camera.
1: Go so on, I, I went back to Philly and I set a date. I sold everything pretty much I had. I went around the my uh, house and I touched everything. And if it didn't feel right, I put it on Craigslist or in the yard sale. And I moved. I set a date, and I moved out here, not knowing what I was going to do. And I shipped out 15 boxes of my belongings from FedEx, and I started over again. Jeremy, is everything okay? Do we have a problem? I
0: was going to adjust this camera. Oh, great! Thank you. Sorry about that. That's okay. Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, I was that from the art? Okay, cool. Now Jeremy's playing stagehand and cameraman. Guy's good. Can't Thank you, done, Jeremy, because eh? he knows I'd be so annoyed later. Yes. I'd be looking at the video and going. You know, next time you can walk right in. It's right. fine. Right. That's how it is. It's better to be live and real. It's not perfect. It's like no. life.
1: So there's no mistakes.
0: No, everything it was meant to be. Exactly. So uh, thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy's gotten more airtime in the first ten minutes. It's, <laughs> it's great. Great.
1: He's a good guy.
0: Uh, so you come out here with four thousand dollars. Yeah. You had fifteen boxes of crap. I mean, clothes,
1: <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> I saw st-
0: your clothes back then. Crap.
1: Yeah, crap. You <laughs> know, stuff to get me by. And and I bought a car off of Craigslist, a Honda.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, for
1: like a fifteen hundred bucks. Hondas. Okay. Yeah, Honda Civic. It was great. And then I just started doing odd jobs, whatever I could. Well, do I remember to stay you were here.
0: you were doing. Um, I always thought I didn't realize you were a an artist like where people would hang things up, you know, pieces of art, like right. I guess you call that figurative art. Is that right?
1: I'm an, I'm, uh, I'm technically like an illustrator cartoonist. Okay. You know, uh, you could call me a fine artist because, you know, like what is art? You know, we could have, the, that's a whole other podcast.
0: But um, you, the medium is, uh, it, what do you use? Uh, I like pen and ink. And what kind of, is this regular ink or do you use oils
1: also? or Never. Oils I don't have time for because they take a long time to dry. You have know, the patience. I have, I have no patience. Exactly. Because you have
0: like ADD kind of?
1: <sighs> you think? But it's hard. Uh, Isn't that as an artist? Uh, Yeah, it's well, it's not once you get into the zone. But if you're stuck where I am right now in the technological addiction, where I can't not like look, because I'm so important that the world needs me every day, I have to look at my phone every 10 minutes.
0: Well, the good news is you were very quick in responding to any of my texts or anything. Well, exactly, because <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting.
1: I'm just waiting for something. I love to it. Pop Don't through. change. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you come to Philadelphia from Philadelphia. Yeah, from is the Philadelphia. accent Philadelphia?
1: The accent is, yeah. People have told me I have an accent. Something. I don't think I do. People yeah.
0: say to me, Vic, are you from the East Coast? Right. And I think it's only because they think I'm Jewish. Right. Or know I'm Jewish. Like they think that that must be it. Like, and they'll say I'm from Chicago and they go, yeah, East Coast. It's like, no, that's not the East Coast.
1: Now, have, because they know you're Jewish, they ever ask if you've had a tail? No, I've never had that. I, I had somebody from West Virginia ask Here? me. Here? Yeah. No. About <laughs> it on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. He said, hey, man, do you really have a tail? What do you have? What, do you? No, I don't. No, what about the horns? I shaved them down. <laughs> That's why I had the long hair, but right, now they're covering. not growing back.
0: So you came out here um, to, to start a new life. I remember when you were painting, it was like uh, you're doing some restaurant work. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the chain. What was the name of that? Uh, Pond something or, or whatever. Le Pen,
1: and, LPQ. And I thought it, yeah.
0: that you were, and it's a chain out here. If you've never been, I love it.
1: They're actually on the East Coast too Oh, really? Now, They've yeah. got,
0: they're very French. Le Pen, blah. blah, blah.
1: The Cotienne or yeah, some they shit put, like that. They're
0: known for their breads, Pei, bakers, baked goods, and they put out Nutella and jam. And the thing that's great is it's Nutella. The thing mm. that's not great is that anyone can put keep double dipping because right. they don't change it every time a new table comes up. Oh, is that how know? that works? It's there all day. I don't know. I've yeah. eaten there like I once. I love it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
1: I like it. Yeah.
0: So... W- you're not doing that anymore. Was that no? Just-
1: I was doing like contracting, like decorative painting and yeah, finishing. It was more of, and and of like stuff. a guy
0: who was doing homes and well, restaurants. Well, uh, you and- know
1: what, man? People thought I sold real estate. People thought I was a writer. There was all kinds of things. And then, you know, what had happened was I was sort of in a funk because I had just moved. I never moved across country before. Had you only
0: lived in Philadelphia? I only
1: lived in Philly. Did you go all to my college
0: life. there?
1: College? Come on, man! Never went to college. State Penn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There was no. I, I I went to art school for two weeks. Hold on a second, though. Yeah, your name's Joey Feldman. Yes.
0: That, and you're like you said, you're a mensch. Yeah. If you're a Jewish, not I, you know, stereotypical, but right. Jewish boys named Feldman, yeah, they know they're going to college. That's just well, part. Well, of Well, that plan. wasn't
1: my family. My fam- Listen, I'm Jew-ish. Right. Right. Now, my fam- my father's family was actually Orthodox you know? Okay. But the deal was I was an only child. We weren't, our family wasn't the most well to do. And they What'd just, your dad do? he was a painter. He was a house painter. He told oh, me wow. how to, yeah, he taught me how to paint houses like since I've been eight years old. Okay. And, uh, you know, they just wanted me to graduate high school. There was no, th- you know, cause I, I, I was failing miserably at everything, but I did go to art school after my father passed away for a little bit. Do You feel that the
0: reason you weren't doing well scholastically is because you had this ADD that no one knew about?
1: It is possible. Um I just didn't like school. Like I'm not like I can't I'm easier at picking stuff up than sitting there and being taught to. So
0: experientially learning versus taking a pen and paper and listening to a lecture. Right. That's not your thing.
1: No. It's very it's difficult for me and and you know I I, I don't know I've I've never technically been diagnosed. Somebody told me that I had mild Asperger's. You know, in the last couple of years. Really?
0: That's so weird. Right. It, you don't want to hear that. I kind of like it though. Really? Because like, yeah. it, it, cause it,
1: no, because that gives me like a, an answer to what, no, what's it's wrong not, with me. No,
0: because I, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought Asperger's means you're like socially kind of like awkward. You say the wrong things. You insult people when you don't. Mean well, to. I've
1: been known to do that. <laughs> I mean, you you're know. like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it, it's more of just like what you were saying. I take a class on drawing. I could sit there and the teacher can tell me a million things. And like two, five minutes later, I'm like, what did I just learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. So, it, you know, I have to repeat, I have to do it. And I'm a it takes me long for me to learn. Now I noticed
0: the work I've seen is figures. It's, you know, it's people, faces, parts mm-hmm. of body. Do you do landscapes? Do you do um, objects like, you know, the traditional, you know, fruit bowl or mm-hmm. Or anything I, I like do
1: that? for like for like I have sketchbooks filled with just me sketching almost anything, and landscapes are the next thing that I want to do. Architecture is okay. more like I want to. I I, I love ruling lines. I want to like see that work because yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I I think your work is amazing Thank and you. it's fun. Yeah, you know, and it's celebrity, and I you know, celebrity is a certain taste. Like some people either like it or they don't, or mm-hmm. they have a you know the. But landscape as a whole, I think it's more broad. Right. It's more classic. Like, do you, are you in any museums? No, no, no. Except when you walk into MoCA. Right. There you are. There I am. That's right. about it. Or LACMA. Well, yeah. I, I, did I say, is MoCA right?
1: Mo, well, that's the, uh, I, there is a, there's a MoMA.
0: Okay. I, I think had there are a Museum the,
1: of Contemporary Art. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, exactly that, right. you're right. I had
0: a MoCA earlier. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. But um, I, I think I predict really big things. Okay, great. I honestly do. Thank I, you. I think you've got something that's really special. Now, I want to talk about early in life. Now, and we've kind of started to get there because when I met you seven years ago, your life was in a very big transition. I would say more so than just a guy moving from Philadelphia to start a new life in LA. Let's talk a bit about some of your struggles around addiction and how you were able to uh, turn that around. But first I want to know, what was going on early in life that got you, uh, you know, led you to addiction? I mean, describe, describe your early years in addiction. What was going on?
1: Well, you know, I was always the short, fat kid. People picked on me. I was an only child. And I just never felt like I fit in. The, the kid, there's kids that used to beat me up. And those kids that beat me up, I, I started drinking with. Because I realized that I was addicted to people's approval at that point. You know, well, so, it was your survival. Well, yeah, it was I mean, exactly. You to get beat up. Sure. So I had, I drank with them, I did other stuff, and that progressed. And I really liked it because that was my solution to feeling the way that I would feel. Like, you know, when, like, life sometimes for me is way too much. Like, I don't know about you, but getting up in the morning, yeah, putting your pants on, shaving, it's
0: too much. Oh, man. you put your pants on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, yeah. You, you know, I've seen some of the videos, but you know, <laughs> it's like, it's too much. So in order to like I, I You're talking about depression? I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about being anywhere except in the present moment. Okay. You know, it's yeah. just it's a lot, you know. It's a lot. And and I would medicate. How old know? are we talking? We're talking uh, from 11, 12, 13. You had your first drink. What was it? Uh it, it was a whiskey sour. Was it a Bar Mitzvah? Uh, no, actually no. That's not true. That well, that's my first drink. I did drink beer. Well, what kind of beer? Rolling Rock. Okay,
0: you say in like a that, shed. Is, that a, is that a bad beer? Because I think of like Old Milwaukee as kind of, or Schlitz as not very high-end.
1: Uh, all I know is I didn't like the taste of it, but I drank it anyway because everybody dared me. In be a so. shed. In a shed, and
0: yes. And what's the significance of that?
1: Were we were just hiding? hanging out and we were, you know, that was like, you know, where we were being bad kids in a shed.
0: Now, was this a like a middle-class school, all white? Was it mixed? Uh, who was beating you up?
1: Uh, Catholic school kids. They actually, they were, they were great. They used to call me Jewy was my nickname. Cute. And they'd say, yeah, there's <laughs> Jewy. Let's get him. And they would just beat me up to a pulp. But um, And then you'd get drunk with them. And then I'd get drunk with them, yeah. And
0: they stopped beating you up.
1: Yeah. And then pretty soon though, um, you know, people weren't beating me up and I would just move from friends to friends. I'd kind of camouflage and blend in with everybody, but I never really had any best friends. But it
0: started at 11 with Rolling Rock.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Did you go to junior high or medical school drunk? were you drinking alone ever at that point?
1: Um I did, a couple times I did but I started smoking pot alone by myself a lot. And when was that? Uh that was like in around like 13, 14. But it wasn't a problem, right? I mean No, I mean I was just I would just get high before class and go eat some pizza, just be stoned and then um just started taking pills. I was in a car accident so I was prescribed medication. I got What was that? Like, like Percocets, 9, 1986. I was in a car accident. So
0: how how well that's 16. Okay, you're getting older then.
1: Yeah, getting so older. So
0: nothing, no real uh cost at this point.
1: No, just you know, separation and you know, from parents. And then I became like the uncontrollable child. You know, I became the kid who was mom, may I have twenty dollars? Mom, I need twenty dollars. Mom, if you don't give me twenty dollars, I'm gonna burn the house down. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Because you needed it because you were a drug addict?
1: And also, I was addicted to stealing. I would go in my parents' pocket wallet and stuff like that, and I would just steal. And 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 just, you know, I, I was always asked when I was a kid, what is wrong with him? I always did stuff. I don't know if it was for, like, attention or negative attention, but I was just always the kid, like, what is wrong with well, him? What's
0: interesting is you were an only child, so it's yes. not as if you were competing with siblings for attention. So were your parents very self-involved?
1: Uh, my parents worked a lot. My grandmother pretty much raised me. But, you know, my father did the best he could. He, he worked a lot. He made sure I had a, a toy every Friday. And my mom, I, I always, you know, we don't have the greatest relationships. Are they tough. alive today? My father passed away, actually. I was out one night. I was really high and drunk, and I came home. And uh, my father was acting kind of strange, and I wound up going with him to the hospital while I'm wasted, mind you. And I driving I'm, drunk. No, I my friend had dropped me off. I called nine one one. I went with my father I to went the, the hospital. Yeah, and my mom waited for her sister, and my father pretty much died in my arms while I was wasted. And uh, how old were you? Nineteen. And you know, it was I was nineteen, and that and that's what I don't give myself a lot of credit for. I was a kid, you, you know. Were, it was a heart attack. We still sort of don't know. We think it might have been the medicine that was given to him, but then the hospital lost his medical information. There's a whole thing, but I was 19. I didn't know what was going on. I disappeared for a few days. I was angry. After that? Yeah, you know, and and that, that was sort of like the catalyst for me to get into the carpool lane of addiction because I had been working at a job at a place called Crazy Eddie's. Selling stereo equipment. This is a
0: guy who's insane on the- He's- uh, in, Yeah. You're
1: do, do, yeah, do. yeah, everything and anything at home entertainment. And you can watch the commercials and all. But anyway, I met these older guys. They this enjoyed, is downtown Philly? Not downtown, northeast. Okay. Philadelphia. And I would, um, you know, I met these older guys working there and they were all doing cocaine. So like 16 years old, I'm doing coke and I'm going out. And then, you know, I had this great at, schedule. At work? Sure. Of course. At like, work. You look at me like that's something wrong. You know that sounds are, crazy. It's crazy Eddies. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. No, it was crazy. That great, was man. perfect,
0: right on the money. I
1: had the perfect schedule. How did, could you afford that? I was making good money. I was a really good salesman. What were you I selling? I was 16 years TVs? old. No, I was selling car stereos and extended service contracts. That's
0: where the money was, right? The yeah, contracts.
1: Yeah, yeah, the contracts. And and I did a really good job. But I, here's the problem was I wasn't going to be able to work there full time because I was failing high school miserably. So here's how I, when here, how I graduated high school. I went into the vice principal who said, you're not going to pass, you're not going to graduate. And I went back to my boss and I said, Larry, I'm I'm not going to be able to work here. And he said, we'll go in and talk to her and see what she needs. So I sat down with her and it turns out, the vice principal, disciplinarian, she needed a Walkman and a VCR. (laughs) I got it for her and I graduated (laughs) on time, man. Oh man, that's that's how it works. That's That's Philly
0: way. Philly, man, that's it. It's crazy anyway. That's it. So when you say you're doing coke, because it's like, Honestly, I'm like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, but yeah, yeah. I was scared shitless of drugs. Like, if-
1: I, listen, man, I love drugs and, and I, the, you know, just keep giving them to me. Weren't
0: you afraid of dying?
1: No, no. Did I was you- afraid of living. That's why I-, I was taking the drugs. Well, what
0: about that? You know, remember the, uh, this is your brain on drugs and you yeah. show those Oh, I would from? laugh
1: at that. Come on, man. And the whole Nancy Reagan thing, <laughs> just saying, it was just saying, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we would just laugh, you, you, know, when you, when, you know, because you're having a good time, and it's fun, and you don't realize, like, it's actually, when you're in addiction, you're holding sand in your hand, and you know how sand disappears, yeah. the grains, and you don't realize that's going on, and especially I'm a young kid, I don't, I don't know. I don't
0: get the sand in your hands thing. How's that like addiction?
1: everything starts to disappear. Just like the you sand. Think you think you've
0: got something. And You're holding
1: on to, you can't really hold on to a lot of sand. Right. At all right. Eventually. And what is
0: the sand representing? Your whole life? Sure. Relationships? Everything. Your integrity? Everything.
1: Goes yeah. out. When, when, you're, when you're caught up in addiction, like, all bets are off.
0: So, like, I'm trying to paint a visual in my head on this. So, like, you're Crazy Eddies, you're mm-hmm. 16, and you're doing Coke. Were you guys doing it, like, blatantly, like, in the break room
1: between yeah. customers? Yeah. Like, like hey, man, go back, uh, there's, there's the, the Cure CD, and if you look real closely, there's a line there for you. So you go back, you do a line, and you come out, and then you go back 15 minutes well, later. Where the hell well. was Eddie? And then I worked at, uh, he he wasn't at the store. He Everybody really needed and, to pay better attention. Everybody was on drugs at the time. Everybody. Well, at that store. At that store. I don't store. think that
0: everyone in the world.
1: No, I, I don't. Well,
0: it's possible. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> so everyone but me. Yeah. So you're doing this crazy Eddie job. The crazy Eddie. And then you uh, graduate. Graduate your father passed away but, in your Yes. Yeah. But you're saying it, it really got to uh, a dangerous level after your father died?
1: Yeah, because then, you know, New Jack City came out. I was smoking crack, cooking the Coke. Um, I had got another job. Hold
0: on. Who taught you? Like, how do you even learn how to cook crack? Or, well, some of the guys that I hung out them. with
1: were very curious, and they were really into their drugs. These so, guys from Crazy Eddie's? No, these were guys outside of Crazy My My crew, <laughs>
0: my buddies. Who were these guys? Were these like Jewish middle-class guys like yourself from your high school? Were these mixed, inner city guys? Mixed, Were these guys no, with these criminal records? Suburbs,
1: or, real nice family,
0: nice kids, you know. And they teach- and you and they knew how to, uh, let me ask you something. I'm going to sound really naive. Okay. If you, what is the difference, like crack, is that like, if you put cocaine and start burning it, are you smoking crack?
1: Uh, technically, you could say that. Well, the thing is with crack is it gets cut. It gets cut with a certain other chemical, so it's a lot cheaper to produce. But it is act- this triggering you? No, not at okay. all. No, 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 no. It's
0: triggering me, and I'm oh, not even yeah, a coke yeah. addict. Well, y-
1: you know, it was. Uh, explain. So you you said they add chemicals to the coke. To yeah, make the they crack. add chemicals, and I think they stamp it out. There's a process. I really didn't care too much. I just knew to get a cap. Like you go What's and a you cap? buy a cap. It was these little clear vials, and they would have these little crack rocks in it, and the rock is what you would put in, and you would smoke. But weren't you? The scared- cocaine's powder. Right. Crack's like a rock.
0: But like crack, didn't you realize people were losing their teeth, their jobs? Like crack was like But that wasn't of the me, line. man. I was invincible. But didn't you didn't think about like I mean to me No. When
1: you when you're when you're on a run, man, you don't think about anything.
0: Was crack back then different than it is now and can perceived as different? Because now it's considered like really low
1: end. Like you No, know? it was low end back then, you know. But it was like kinda cool because it had just hit. It was the time, It was like 1989, I think 90, when New Jack City came out, and it was like. What remember? was the New Jack City influence? Well, Chris Rock was a crack addict in that movie, okay. and that was the whole rise and fall, you know, of like the crack empire. You know, they show like Wesley Snipes. Great movie, you know, but it but talks it about you. it.
0: You you yeah, I mean, think we think were it. into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were doing crack, mm-hmm. and then what else was going on?
1: Meth, LSD. I mean, there's a whole smorgasbord in
0: one day. Well, I what's mean, what's the most you were doing in one day?
1: I mean, that's like, first of all, whatever I say comes out of my mouth could be a possible exaggeration, or <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> but you're sober now. But I mean, I, I, I can tell you, yes, I'm sober now. I could tell you the like a typical day of what I used to like. I would to love like. to hear what that's like. And yeah, how I mean, old are we talking? Of, We'll just say I'm 20 years old. And are you living let's in a home 20. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm living in a basement painted with elephants and giraffes and a forest to make it look like Indiana Jones because okay. that's who I thought I was.
0: And where is this basement?
1: Northeast Philadelphia.
0: In some, you're A renting buddy of
1: mine friend's house, he let me live in the basement. It
0: was his house, not his mom's
1: house. No, it was his house. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing well, so he bought a house and okay. we would hang out. So pot with everything, let's get that straight. Cause that's, that's just like, that's like smoking a cigarette pot with everything. Okay. okay. Breakfast,
0: I, scrambled the, eggs, and you're doing a a joint or a bong?
1: Joints. Okay. I used to like, you know, the whole ceremony, the ritual of cleaning the pot and then twisting it up into nice joints with his nice cigarette case. Okay. And you would just smoke it all the time. Sometimes glass tubes, sometimes bongs, but mostly just a joint. Okay. So start off with some pot. Then you go to the bar and you get like a yard of beer. Which bar? Uh, there was in this club called Club Zero downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't
0: that funny? It's like zero, like it's not. X-E-R-O. It's not yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I was at a okay. So, what time of day is this now? Are we talking like eleven a.m.?
1: No, no, no. This is. I'm giving you a night out. Oh, I'm giving you a okay. night out. Okay, got it. Uh, from the beginning, from the day, there's always a wake and bake. And then I would work. I was selling mattresses too, I forgot to tell you. And I did Coke all day long. I was in the store by myself waiting for people to come in to buy beds. And I was just- Were I you was,
0: ever selling the Coke to them?
1: No, 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 no. But people would come in and say, are you high? And I'd say, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you must have the wrong guy. It's funny, um,
0: in a bed store, do you ever fall asleep while you're working on the course. mattresses? Yeah, not on the mattresses,
1: but I've, I've been woken up. Excuse me, can you help me? You know, I've been passed out. Okay, off. so
0: you've done your day job.
1: Done your day job. I'll go down and, and I'm smoking pot on the way down. And actually my boss, I remember one time, had lent me his 1972 mint condition Cadillac that I wasn't supposed to drive, but I was driving it all over the place.
0: Wait, I thought he said he lent it to
1: you. Just, just to like go a place here and there or move it or park it, but I was like oh, driving it around. It became your everywhere. car for the day. It became my car, <laughs> you know? Just giant. Now, look at me. I'm like 5'5". Five five. Right. I'm in a giant Cadillac yeah. driving around, right. right? So I'm smoking weed. Then I get like a couple yards of beer in me. Okay. And then a handful of Percocets. And a handful of Percocets is like 6 to 10 Percocets. Right, so you take them down, and you're drinking the beer with the
0: beer. Isn't that enough to kill
1: someone? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it is. But you know, it felt great to me. So then, like around eleven o'clock, as I'm really getting tired, you go in the bathroom. You take, you start doing coke because the coke helps you drink more. And I need to be social, and I need to be at the bar, up and awake, and you know, and then maybe a few more pills and still a pot, and then uh, if. A little bit later on, 2 a.m. or so, you're heading home or you're going to go eat. But then by the time you get home, you can't calm down because you've had so much coke and your system's wet. So you take some Xanax, some 2.0 Xanax, the big white, you know, we used to call, what would we call them? I forget. Um, Bars. They were okay. big bars, big white bars. You take about five of them. Five. And you not get yourself knocked out, and then uh, you wake up two days later, and you two get, days, two days, you get messages on your machine. Hey, where are you? You're supposed to work today, sell mattresses, and you're like, oh. oh, make up a lie, you know. And it just keeps going on and going on. Oh my God! So,
0: what? When did it finally end? Like, what? I mean, it how ended, long have you been sober? Just so we, I want everyone, all of you, to know this joey's been sober for years i haven't
1: all right i'll tell you i haven't had a drink or a drug or anything that affects me since and they had july 17th 1993 so i have a i'm sober over 22 years
0: 90 okay that's that's fantastic yeah because i want you
1: guys to know that but i had hit a rock bottom like i mean i was homeless i was smoking sniffing and licking the carpet and trying to get, you know, drink whatever is possible. Is that
0: really true?
1: Yes. That's not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. Well, what
0: kind of carpet? Was it shag?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was in a a rental property that I got kicked out of because I didn't pay the rent, and I would sneak back in, and, you know, you'd drop your stuff on the carpet. So you
0: went back to where you'd live because you thought there was some stuff left over? Of course, yeah. you you go to the area where you'd been doing drugs?
1: Yeah. Did you ever find anything? I don't know, man, but I I definitely snorted something up my nose. So what was the bottom? The, the that was that was the no family or friends. My family wanted nothing to they do said, with me. They said you're done with us till you get sober? Yeah, I got caught. I, I stole a bunch of money. How much and I was gonna get, a lot.
0: More than a thousand dollars. a fair question.
1: Yes, yes. Ten thousand? Yeah. Keep going. Twenty thousand dollars. Keep going.
0: Fifty thousand.
1: Uh it would thirty? No, it might be a little maybe. Between, we'll say between 50 and 75. Between, from your parents? No, this is from the place I worked. That very good friends of mine who trusted me at a job. They hired me at the mattress oh, place. Mattress and I, I couldn't control myself. I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. So what
0: happened? Do they, you could have gone to prison for that.
1: Well, I was That's facing in jail time. Yes, they were going to right. send me to jail. Yeah.
0: And why did they not?
1: They found out I was sober and I went in and I talked to them and we talked about making some type of restitution and I uh, had gotten a lawyer to help me out. I was scared to death because I had the been sober.
0: Or they were threatening
1: to uh, They definitely called the law. They didn't have the police come in and actually arrest me, but they okay. called the law. And I know there was, you know, like they were totally serious. So this
0: was your bottom. Like explain the, the very moment of that bottom. I'm getting the situation, but
1: was the it- The very bottom was- I had gotten called into that office, and they told me that you're going to jail because you embezzled. I my family had kicked me out; they wanted nothing to do with me. I had nobody to call, I had nowhere to go, and I was walking in the street. And I just said, "I, I don't know what how I, hell how I got here. I was a nice kid. What happened to me? Do I have a family curse? Because that's what you know, the Jewish people they always you know, there's a curse, and and I didn't know what was wrong. And I ran into a guy who I used to smoke crack with. And he told me, he said, dude, you, you need to get help. And I didn't know, I, I had too much pride and I don't know if this is part of being an addict, but I don't know how to ask for help. And I don't know how to say, I don't know. But I said, maybe you're right. But I was afraid to go for help. So this kid called his mother and his mother helped me get the help I needed. What's that kid's name? Matt. Is he still a close friend? I want to say yes, but unfortunately, Matt hit some circumstances, um, and I could probably talk about it. Matt, he was clean at the time, but then he um, he actually robbed an off-duty police officer with an unregistered weapon with crack cocaine on him in a school zone in Camden, New Jersey. He's still in jail. Probation is 25 years. Jeez. So- I love that guy. That guy saved my life, but he's in there. I have not. I I wrote I wrote him a few letters and stuff. I don't know if he ever got them or not. You know, I don't. I don't know. You well, know, if I,
0: you ever go see him, that'd be an amazing thing for us to come join you. Yeah, it would be a big trip for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think mean, about him a lot. You know, yeah. but
1: they there's this expression I've heard called seconds and inches, where you're seconds away or inches away from dying or one, you know ending up in jail or something. And I think about Matt all the time, you know, it's just...
0: Do you feel that uh, you would come close uh, beyond... I was
1: in... There's so many times, Vic, I could tell you, I don't know how I got out of it. Did you ever have a
0: gun put to your head?
1: Yeah, I had... On Halloween, I went into a crack house dressed as Indiana Jones. Of was, course. It was Halloween. Hero. Yeah, I went in there to buy some crack. And and three guys pulled guns out on me because they saw my fake holster. They thought I was a police. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 no. And the guy looked at him and I said, no, you don't know. And, he, and next thing you know, the guy's saying, oh, wait, we know him. That's, you know, what's his name? He comes here all the time. And I said, yeah, I'm just dressed. It's Halloween. Dun, 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 dun. And they were like laughing. They gave me a free... <laughs> Got a free pack. That was close. Very You're like close. a little
0: clown, little monkey performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't. Get but shot. I
1: was, yeah. But I wasn't into like super violence or anything. But you know, some of the where I wound up in some of the neighborhoods and what neighborhood was that where that was going on? That was right near Temple University in North Philly. Is and that they in have North area. Yeah, it's pretty like they, on the outside. It, like they they show Temple how what a great school it is and all. But on the outside, like there's crack houses there. There's all you can get anything you want. Did you get off in that energy? I loved it. I loved copping. Like I love like riding. I like being going into the house, not knowing. Cause there's an, an adrenaline rush of not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's I, part I, of the addiction. Absolutely. Right. I get fired up and I get fired up as I'm leaving because I'm afraid of running out and I want to do it again. You know, so I was addicted to copping. What's copping? Getting the stuff? Getting the stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so
0: what day was that when you were called into the mattress store and you said that was the day you hit bottom. Do you remember the date?
1: I don't remember the date, but it had to be somewhere like in mid to late June okay. of 93. Do you talk to those people anymore? I do, actually. I, I speak to the, the, one of the guy. He's, he's an owner. I do speak with you him. You made yeah. amends? Yes.
0: Restitution, all that money?
1: Uh, we may, worked it out another way. Okay. Um they were very gracious to me. He's got 3000 David Bowie pieces of art they, <laughs> in his <magic> store. <laughs>
0: they,
1: they were very glad that I was sober.
0: Yeah. yeah well, very you know, they glad. were uh they saved your life. Yeah, probably. they did. They, I don't yeah. think you would have happened in prison.
1: No. No, I would not have been good in prison at all. Not at all.
0: So that began the rise up. Yes. From the ashes. Of the yes, state.
1: the phoenix rising saga.
0: So you go, you start going to uh, some kind of rehabilitation and and recovery. Yeah, I, and I'd go to a,
1: a, meetings. I go to rooms, things, rooms, and then meet
0: people. Okay. Yeah, we're being general. But yes. the point is, you got some help.
1: I got some help, and that help you can find in the phone book. <laughs> it's the first letter. The alphabet. We'll by say, the letter yeah, we'll say that the first letter. And uh, I stayed, and I never left. You well, know, when and, you've got that many
0: addictions. Right. Like, where do you start? Like, is it the alcohol? Is it the coke? Is because there's like different programs for different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: just start with whatever's killing you the fastest. And And for me, that that was drugs and alcohol, and I needed to give that up before I could do anything else.
0: Okay, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're in a program for getting sober with alcohol, part of that sobriety is no drugs of any kind.
1: The program that I know of, yes, that's so that covers it. Covers it all. Yeah. I the, mean, it's all the same anyway. You know, when you look at it, it's just about escape, you know, right. so it doesn't matter what you use. Did your dad, so your dad never got to see you sober? No, he didn't. And do you
0: think about that ever? And, yes. And what do you think about
1: when you think about it? Uh, that? That's one of the uh, big regrets I have in my life. The one of the things that, uh, you know, if I could hit the rewind button and change, I would. You know, I, I went to his gravesite. I made amends as best as I could, um, but you know, he's never going to see me sober.
0: Well, you don't know what he sees. I mean, we don't know what happens. Yeah, of I, I, course. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You know that. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's just the reality of addiction. Right. I mean, you know, people can um, can make it sound. You know, we can we can dress it up and talk about how wonderful being sober is, because mm-hmm. it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a lie to to believe that there's not a loss. No. I mean, there's that's a cost.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was friendships, there was trust, there was lives, there's all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I I don't regret any of the past and stuff like that, and I move on. But yeah, I mean, that you just asked me that, that's still near and dear to my heart. I see you're
0: getting emotional. Yeah,
1: Yeah, my dad was my best friend. I love my father, you know?
0: Well, also, you know, you have a bit of a romantic tale in that your dad was a painter.
1: You yeah, know, it, you know, I swore he, I would never do what he did, and and I wind up. It was gr- a great skill to learn because you know I can paint a room or a house. Was fast, he encouraging? Man. Yeah, he was cool. He he supported anything that I did. He he was great. Like if I I remember, and he worked his ass off. If I needed art supplies, he made sure I had them. Comic books, he made sure I had them. BMX bike, I had it. Like he was the man. He was totally cool.
0: Be, beyond getting beat up and and being smaller than the other kids what if you could pin it down to a few things that have been perhaps like the catalyst or the problem that drove you into addiction, are there some other things that now you you know being sober all these years you look back on and or some things about just yourself that make you realize that um, there were other things involved um any introspection or discoveries?
1: Ah, that's pretty deep. I mean, there's a lot. But the common problem that it always goes back to is me. You know, everything circles around me. I, I, I can't say that the circumstances made me an addict. I never asked for help. I didn't know what to do, you know, with these feelings. You know, you know it, it's tough being a kid. It's it, tough. It's really tough. It's tough it, being human. It's tough. Exactly. It's tough fitting in. So I don't know if one thing. I, I don't know how it started. Were it, your parents uh, addicts? No, doesn't run in the family. I mean, there's a little bit of insanity, but you know that comes along with any family. But yeah. I had a
0: good family. I, you know, everything was all right. Were your parents abusive? Your mom abusive? Were you
1: beaten up? Were you emotionally attacked? Eh, emotionally, I could say, you know, like my mother. You know, she's tough. You know, it's like I always say, every time I want a shot of low self-esteem, I just call my mother on the phone. You know, um, she still doesn't know what I do. You know, like if she's well, does not come with insurance? You know, like that's like my mother. And I love her, but she's tough. Yeah. But, you know, I would see like other families and I and I, and I would compare my insides with other families' outsides. Yeah. And it was just, you know. never a good. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I, I don't know what led to it, you know. And eventually, in, in, in some ways it doesn't matter. No. Because if you're trying to get sober, and I know you've been sober years right again how many years do
1: we 20 say? a little bit over 22
0: okay. now do you ever feel like uh something you're a little stressed and you're like god i'd really love to do a line of coke right now
1: it doesn't drugs and alcohol for me don't pop up on the web browser when something's not going right um eating killing somebody um when you, you know, say killing someone
0: that's a joke right
1: Yes, that that that's a joke. So that that's why I have the paper. That's why I I draw it out on the paper because okay. you know when I get aggravated. Uh, but you know you learn to cope with life skills, and I that was the thing I didn't know how to to learn how to cope with life. Well, so, is there one skill that you could share with us that's been a lifesaver for you? Well, pause when agitated. You know, if someone if I get an email that's you know, whatever it could be, that a job didn't come through or whatever, not to immediately act out on that impulse and write, you know, a crazy email back. Yeah. And regret sending it. So you pause, you breathe, you look down at your feet, take five seconds, here's where I'm at, let me take a walk, and that's it. It's a huge tool for me because I'm quick, man, to to cut somebody down. Yeah. You know? Any, uh, do you have a second tool? Because that was a good one. Uh, let's see. Second
0: tool. What else do I use? Um... I've got one that my dad taught me. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, he says he doesn't walk into falling buildings. Okay. Because, you know, and this is a great thing when dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have one. I'll you know, need, you because you can tell when the situation is just not right. Well, that's. And that's a falling building. Or to, I don't paint.
1: A red flag, white.
0: Yeah, that's good. Is that the one you were just gonna say?
1: After you said that, yeah. I'm a. Li- you know, I'm like. You just hit me with a lot, so I'm not thinking of all the tools that I use every day. Right. You know, I mean, I also write a gratitude list every day. I do too. Yeah, you know, because I have- What else do you do as your system to keep yourself sane?
0: Well, I write a a gratitude
1: list every day, you know, because I I, I don't want to forget where I came from and I want to be grateful, you know? Like, I mean, I'm walking around, I'm doing a podcast with Vic Cohen. (laughs) Exactly. Grateful, right? (laughs) And uh, I also, I'll, I'll write out like if I have any resentments towards people. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, will write down in my journal my solution to help better that situation. And I tend to write down my list of fears of what I'm afraid of because I think when I write it down, it sort of takes it away from me. And I draw Mm -hmm. it out, too. And then, you know, I I, I try to do five good things for myself each day. Every day. day. Every day.
0: Now, besides coming here, what would be something else you've done today?
1: Try to eat eat properly. Mm Mm-hmm. I uh, I try to exercise, maybe get a walk in. Okay. Spend some time in my studio, uninterrupted. Where's your studio? What part of town? Um, I, I I'd love to see it. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To- no, no, no. It's sort of like they don't really have a name for it. It's okay. like called Beverly Grove. You know, okay. it's like between Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, and L.A. Okay, it's like so, this crazy section.
0: So uh, for me, I do I do I make a list of ten things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. I write ten affirmations. Oh, good. And I read this in that there've been studies done. And guys, you can do this at home. I mean, any this is great for anyone. I My know. girlfriend has me
1: doing affirmations. Yeah, and too. the thing
0: about it is, if it's not I'm a nice guy or I'm a great, you know, I have ki- uncle, I'm a, i am have nieces and nephews, so I might write I'm a really good uncle. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, they found that it's better to write in third person. Vic is a really good uncle. Oh yeah. Vic is a nice man.
1: Yeah, I, I, a, I can't do that. No,
0: you can. No. Try it.
1: Are <laughs> it really, you give me an affirmation I'm right now? I'm telling
0: you that it would be really, I'm not telling you to do the information now, but when you're writing it out, do it in the third person. And I just more.
1: get this like when the third person, it's like I start thinking of a certain politician who don't refers to himself and I'm like, I'm not there. I'm not just a third person. Just don't think person. about it. This is
0: about, this is not anything about that. And then I do uh, a meditation, mindful meditation. Yeah, meditation I listen to There's something from YouTube I listen to and then I do a hypnosis uh, from uh, YouTube. That's that every day it's a 30 When minute do you hypnosis. have time to
1: do well, the podcast? And then I come here. Yeah,
0: right, right. <laughs> no, you can do this in an hour, all sure, of this. Sure. It's quick. Yeah. And the affirmations on that take two minutes, yeah. literally. So what are you what's the future looking like for you now? You've got um do you have a show coming up? I believe you have a big art show, isn't that right?
1: It's not a big art show, but it is. It's a solo show. It's okay. happening in March. Um, at the GABA Gallery with three other artists, um, three solo shows put into one building, which is pretty cool. I'm um, doing a lot of illustration work, which is primarily my income. Besides the prints, you know, I get hired by magazines and stuff to to do drawings and, and you know, that's what it is. And, you know, you never know what's going to come through.
0: It is you know, regarding the addiction uh, area that we've been discussing, mm-hmm. is, there, is there anything that we didn't cover that you really feel like you'd like to share? Because I, I, I think your story is... You know, just so uh, special, and just—it's a story of real recovery. I mean, you were truly living your vision of your life in a sober way. Well,
1: I appreciate that. Um, and you know, this is a big turnaround, now, right? Now, to me, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. You know, and to still do it consistently—I'm not a consistent person. So, for me to do it for this long is—is is amazing. I do though want to be humble. I want to be a worker among workers. There's millions of stories like mine out there, and I think you, you know what I get out of it is is don't be afraid to ask for help. Anybody, you know, and any if, kind of help. It doesn't any, matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Have to be on addiction for me. And, and you know, talk about affirmations and empowerment. When I ask people for help, whether in my industry, art, what whatever it is, pens, I always ask for help. What do you mean pens? I have a pen addiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fountain okay. pens and Okay. other types. Actually, this weekend is the LA pen show. And I'm meeting all my online pen friends there. Okay. So very exciting.
0: Good. See, you went from your crackhead friends to your pen
1: friends. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm up late at night. <laughs> Geeks. Emailing, yes. Talking about uh, broad nibs. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you turning me on? Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So get help.
0: That so would be it. Yeah. yeah. Now we had t- I had this idea that maybe you would draw me. And I don't know, do, can you do it in, like, we've got about five minutes.
1: Yeah, let's see what we can do here.
0: Um, but while you're doing it, can we, I can still yeah, let just me see, talk yeah, with you. I
1: think, I think, let me see if I could do two things at once. Okay. And the reason so I... No guarantee. No, I results. understand.
0: The reason I want you to do it with me is because I know who, how famous you are going to be. Okay. And I'm never, you know... Well, I'm
1: going to charge you for this. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about the investments. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had one, uh, a Joey Feldman... That's what this is,
1: Joey Feldman. A lot of people say my name. A lot of people say my name is one word.
0: What about the idea that Jewish people aren't addicts? Did you ever hear that? Like they're not drinkers? Like was that that ever anything that stopped you from getting help?
1: Yeah, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, that's such a uh, an absurd idea. I mean, that's crazy. Addiction runs rampant anywhere. It doesn't, you know. it doesn't take any hostage. I mean, it, it takes tons of prisoners. It doesn't matter what religion, what, what color you are. It, it doesn't matter. So,
0: so I'm not looking at what you're drawing. Okay. But um, when you do these uh, kind of, I don't know if they're like portraits, but when you're doing a personality, are you using a photo or uh, just your
1: I, mind to what you imagine they would look like? No, I like to base stuff off of feelings and you know off of the character of what they're about in the in the world but I will print out a few pictures or I'll go and get you know some reference you have to have reference I can't just you know but I try to get different angles but I don't trace I don't do a stencil are I you, just,
0: well, what you're doing now, like, are you da- basing it on our relationship over these seven years as it part of no, what, no, I mean, I would, what listen, we're doing here? What this- I'm
1: doing right now is you just said, hey, can you draw a picture? I know. It's so really- I'm pretending I'm in a coffee shop and I'm drawing you and I'm just trying to get your look down right now, quickie. Um, if it was at home and I had some time to spend with you, photos, I mean, I would, uh, I would draw you out, you know? So if I were to talk to the Joey
0: Feldman who's sitting or standing in that mattress shop, probably demoralized, and show him photos of you today mm-hmm. you're doing this podcast, you're selling your art. You've got a beautiful woman in your life who, from what we talked earlier, means a lot to you. Yep. You're living a life of integrity. You're not stealing. You're not living in fear.
1: Well, some days I live in fear.
0: But not in a way that's destroying no. you, uh-uh. right? What Would this be something that would be unimaginable? or
1: Yeah. I mean, this definitely wasn't on, you know, I, I didn't think that this is how I would wind up. I, I thought I'd either be dead, you know, I, I just was not thinking of it at all, how, how I would wind up.
0: And- Do you ever just pinch yourself today and go, how did this happen?
1: Yes. I I love my life.
0: It's kind of what's interesting to me is it's the inverse or maybe the converse of at 19 or whatever you were when you were in that mattress shop and going, how did I get here? Or when you left, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that your life was just in shambles. Here your life is completely the opposite. And the question is now the same.
1: It's a, it's how a, did I get here? How did I get here?
0: And through a lot of hard work.
1: A lot of hard work, a lot of, you know, I don't want to say like I believed in myself, but I did. I, there was something else. And, and, you know, the people around me, like my girlfriend is one of my biggest inspirations. And she, um, you know, she pushes me on any given day that I don't feel 100%. And you know, the reality of it is, is, I don't know how I got here. All I know is I did the next indicated action. I listened to some suggestions that people gave me and I, and I didn't give up on myself. And even in my darkest hour, when I moved out here and things weren't going too well, something told me that I could still accomplish something and, and do what I wanted to do. And I, I stuck with it. And, and here I am with you, Vic Cohen. Who is this woman? Her name is Maureen, and how did you meet Mo? I met her from a friend back in Philly who said, "Hey, my cousin's out there, and uh, you should meet her." So as soon I called her, we—I don't know—we instant messages or something. You know, it's it's 2010 at the point moment, and uh, as soon as she heard my Philly accent, she was sold. <laughs> That's funny. I usually hear that about a British accent, right?
0: <laughs> and is she an artist
1: uh she's an actress
0: yeah uh she recovered at it
1: uh that's nobody's business but i, I you'd have to ask her i don't believe uh she is okay and when you say an artist uh are, is she a singer is that what you uh, she when i first met her she was singing opera i mean she's got a, a hell of a voice on her and uh she, um she gave that up recently, and she's pursuing her act. Is there anything we can see her in? Uh, not at this moment. There's other stuff. Uh, she would kill me if I was talking about her right now, about that, because of her, uh, she, you know, she just she's just getting back into it and stuff.
0: Isn't this, uh, not to be over the trop, uh too flowery here, but isn't that one of the gifts of recovery? I mean, in other words, if you were in your addiction... You will, my feeling is if one's in an addiction, they already have a relationship. It's with that addiction. There's no room for another person. Right. Uh, would you agree with that? Yes. And
1: if you're, yeah, if your your addiction is your lover, it's your, you know, it's your partner, it's everything. So,
0: yeah. So that this is one of the, the gifts of, that you're giving yourself or that well, she's giving you.
1: What, that of be- your recovery, yeah. To I, have this relationship, yes, she's definitely a gift of recovery, and um, I love her more than anything. And we have two cats. Nice. And make sure you, know, you sign it. I will. God,
0: that's 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 where all the money is. When I, this is great. He believe it or not, he's finished. And before you show it to me, I want you to show it to the camera. Like you did before. Thank you so much.
1: Kind of. I got you with your uh, headphones on. Cool. You know, I your, was your, hoping you Your little hat. But it, it's actually, it's kind of like a young, innocent, Vic.
0: Good. Oh, and you're putting, yeah, he's not done. He's putting the got, final touches. to give you a little bit of stubble. There is some stubble there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got a little bit of stubble. Yeah, this is great. I'm going to frame this. But you sort of had this grin.
0: I, I don't know. That's good. That's great. I mean, I'm seeing it upside down, but let's show it okay. to the camera. This is Joey's work. That's me. <laughs> Well done. That's great. I'm gonna, uh, Jeremy. If you can take this camera here, thank you. Wait, there we go. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. It's really cool. I'm gonna frame this. Do you think though that it's too like an egomaniac for me to have a picture of myself framed? No, no. Because it's it's, you know it's got a little bit of likeness. It's a little bit of evil. It's got it has a little bit of the shadow, my shadow. You know we all have a shadow, right? We all have a dark side. Yes. I love it. I really do. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's great. Thanks, Joey. That's great. I'm really touched. Well, it. I want to, we're out of time. Uh, again, if you want to find Joey, it's Joey Feldman, dot com. Please subscribe on iTunes to Vic Cohn's It's a fair question. Also, you can give me a review. I would love a review only if it's five stars, please. And, uh, we've got like six over 60 episodes to listen to. We've got tons, tons of stuff. You're going to love it. I promise. And, um, Joey, we're done.
1: Great. Thank, Thank you so thanks much. for having that me. That was awesome. Pleasure. Thank
0: you. And Thank thanks you. again, all of you. We'll see you soon. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair. Quest, quest, question.